Hello and welcome to episode 43 of Art Supply Posse, a podcast about art supplies and the people that use them. My name is Kathy and I am joined finally after forever <laughs> and ever by my lovely co-host. Yeah, Heather. don't take it out on Kathy. It is 100% not her fault. <laughs> <laughs> not this time. Last yeah. time it was because I was dying. Yeah. This time it is not my fault. Yeah. You but have, at least it's a good reason. <laughs> you have Kathy to thank for this episode because life has been a little bit um, kicking the crap out of me. Not in a bad way, just in a transitions way. And I texted you last night and said, I don't know. I don't know yet. And you were like, no, no, no. Let's do it. Even if it's just a minute, it's time. Yes. <laughs> our people need us. Our it's audience, <laughs> our lovely posse need us. Yeah. You I know, think, I've. I think two weeks is the upper end of what can be forgiven. Yes. Especially like when I start getting tweets and emails asking if we're still alive, I know it's time to yes. push Heather out of the box. Um, and before we get into your fantastic, exciting, happy busyness, uh, my boring weekend um, was, well, I guess not really boring, but Avi had her dance recital um, at the studio. This is the first spring recital that she's done. She's done the Christmas recital, but uh, this one, and it was all animal themed. Uh-huh. And so like the little tiny little kids who are like, three and four and five were bumblebees or butterflies and then there were wolves and lions and zebras and uh, it was just about the cutest thing ever what animal was avi dressed up like uh so she was in three different dances and she was a firefly um she was a zebra and a lion Nice. And she kicked so much butt. I am so incredibly proud of her. She has been working really hard. And um, her performance, I had a couple moms come up and say that they just couldn't keep their eyes off my daughter, which makes me really happy because, of course, I'm like, yes, she's amazing. <laughs> but to hear other people say it, too, Makes me really happy. I'm I'm less biased. I was um, watching some old footage from uh from the Colbert show. I think it's called the Late Show. Technically, I never I always forget what those. I don't remember which are. one it is. But Dimitri Martin was on and showing some of those like graphs and pictures. His like picture jokes and one of them he had was a a graph of how how interested people are in children and it was just like a big bar <laughs> and a small bar. It was like this is how interested you are in your children this is how interested I am in your children. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. So it's so true. Like (laughs) anytime somebody can make you feel better about that and say like, no, no, it really was good. I I was glad to see your children. (laughs) Yes, exactly. And uh, in the art supply part of it, um, I do the photos and the video for the dance um, studio. And so I've been... This time I was down in the crowd with my camera without any additional like microphone or anything. And the sound quality was absolutely horrible. And so I spent pretty much all day yesterday trying to make it better. And I was just like, yep. Nope, we're just going to take out any of the talking and we're just going to overlay the audio files that they played 
And like, so that's what my day today has been, has been playing line up the audio with the horrible garbled audio from the original file so that, you know, when they're dancing, they're actually right. dancing on the right. Yeah, it's it's been a nightmare. That but not as much like of a nightmare no as you've been having. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think last time I mentioned that I thought that um, moving probably had some sort of um, existential uh, role in, it, you know, uh, organizing punishment and reward in in the hereafter <laughs> right. and i i stand by that statement uh, i mean i think it's particularly bad for my personality because i get extraordinarily nervous and anxious when things aren't where they go and things have not been where they go in about a solid month so Ugh. last last uh this past weekend so last week was my first week of my new job um, so this was my first weekend after that. Um, and I got a chance to actually properly put things away. Like I had I had a, a semi-functional living space, but this weekend I actually got my computer out, plugged it all in like my big iMac, um, got everything put away on the shelves, got all of my laundry done, got like before I had been sort of just tumbling into bed every night like so exhausted and confused and last night I I didn't go to bed until like two o'clock in the morning but when I went to bed I had I finally felt a little bit sane like okay good this day is over it's a day that is over inside of the house where I live and now I'm going to go to bed and I slept really well last night so that's what we're oh I'm so glad (laughs) yeah and that's why I texted you last night and I said you know I'm kind of on the edge like I think I could do it like I'm feeling better but I'm really nervous about like putting one too many toothpick on that toothpick tower and having to start all over again (laughs) right but no for sure uh, well I'm glad you're here Absolutely. And, and and things are things are going really well. Um, so, yeah. So last week started work. The week before that, I was moving. Um, my mom was uh, like an angel. She took the whole week off of work and helped me get moved. Um, she helped me carry three uh, like Ikea bookshelves up the, sh- up the stairs, which uh, sort of... Uh, put us to the test of like how frustrated can we get and still be kind to one another (laughs) right it was like (laughs) the like graduate program in uh niceness but I think uh I know that she (laughs) did uh wonderfully I hope I did okay and and wasn't too uh persnickety about it uh but yeah got all set it in and work has been great um I was didn't want to talk like too many specifics before because I was still sort of like getting my contract set up and all that like fun paperwork jazz. But um, I just started work at a company called Black Box, uh, which is a shipping company that was started by the um, same people that run Cards Against Humanity. So I'm working in a co-working space in Chicago with uh, like all the team members from Cards Against Humanity and then all the people that are working on Black Box. So 
it's um it's pretty exciting like i i I look up to a lot of people that work there, um, listen to a lot of podcasts that are produced by people that work there. So it's a little bit <laughs> right. uh, like podcasting is a really asymmetrical medium, you know, like it's kind of been like, oh, good to meet you. I've heard you talking for 40 hours. Like, But, <laughs> <laughs> right? but this is the first time that we're meeting. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's so. What did you say your name was? Oh, right. Yeah. No, that's normal. <laughs> uh, and it, it's, it's always so awkward because you very rarely have an image of the person who is on a podcast um, especially when they start talking because you know you might see a photo on Twitter or something but you aren't like you have no idea what they actually actually look like and then you hear the voice and you're like oh I know you this is so this was how it went actually um, last fall at XOXO when I met Jason Snell um, uh-huh. we had talked in the relay s- uh, chat rooms a couple times and on Twitter and blah 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 whatnot um, but I heard his voice as he was checking in um, at the front <laughs> desk and I was like hi you don't know me but that's okay I'm Kathy Campbell <laughs> <laughs> I I think um, it's one of my favorite things about uh, radio, about um, podcasting. I think it's kind of um, kind of nice and old timey, and that you get to know somebody through their voice instead of um, through their face. And in general, it is pretty jarring. The first time I see, usually it's I see video of somebody whose voice I've come to know pretty well. But I remember, uh, like Jason in particular, I was like, oh, wow. Like you you look, it kind of looks like somebody did like a computer generated like random <laughs> robot that's co- sort of like around a voice because it's so disorienting right. to hear, hear a voice that you know so well and then see a face that you've like never seen before like in your Let life. Let me tell you. <laughs> The the craziest one though is Casey Liss, who does not still does not look anything like I imagine to imagine him to. He's really effing tall, which is a lot surprising. Like it's very surprising, especially considering with how much shorter Marco is. Um, that like it just it just blows my mind. Uh, anytime I see a picture of him, I'm like, that's not, that's not Casey. I think the the internet is particularly bad at uh, telling how tall people are because I think a lot of times yes. people are just uh, sitting down. Uh, hence, some someday we will meet. And even though I know in my in my like pile of facts brain that you are a very tall <laughs> tall person, I know I'm yes. going to meet you and and look, you know, a solid 18 inches up at your face and go, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> It has been confirmed. You are very tall. Yeah. <laughs> yes, for sure. Yeah, uh, we're. I'm still. I'm still hoping to come out to Chicago, um, but it's all kind of up in the air at this point. But uh, we will meet, and when yeah, we meet, it will, it will be hilarious because yeah. you will be armpit height. <laughs> yeah, bring bring Avi. She can translate up vertically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She'll probably be about as tall as you are. By I, I think she probably has like ha- probably has me beat by now because yeah. I'm not doing a whole lot child. of growing, and uh, yeah. <laughs> that girl's got a long way to go. Yeah, all she's doing is growing. I swear. Yeah. She she uh, wears a size four shoe now. Oh dear. Um, and that's really like that's almost adult sizes. Mm-hmm. Um. 
Yeah. Oh, speaking of Avi, I sent you th- this yes. this uh, text message last week. I'm going to pull <laughs> it up so I can do a dramatic reading. I thought I was being okay. so, so clever. Um, so it was, we hadn't talked in, uh, you know, like properly in forever because I had been off the face of the earth. Uh, let me see. Let me see. Do, do, do. Going to edit, edit, edit this out. Oh, here we go. Uh, 10 years, you pitiful fool. This war has not lasted 10 years, but since the beginning of time, you and I have fought a thousand battles with the turning of the wheel, a thousand times a thousand, and we will fight until time dies and the shadow is triumphant. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so to anyone that doesn't actually know, that's from the Wheel of Time, which is where Avi's name comes from. I am so, and so, I was, so excited. Yes, it made me very happy. So one very, of the, uh, I had been sort of inching closer to starting to read the series because you speak really highly of it and I think really highly of you. So that's a that's sort of a transitive property of read this book. Uh, <laughs> and Well, let me put some uh, qualifiers on there. After book six, it really goes downhill until okay. about t- book 12. <laughs> so if you can like... Feel free to read just the cliff notes of those, and then you can get back into well, the actual books. Well, it's pretty, later. it's pretty pulpy, right? You know, it's 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 yes. like uh, children's fiction serialized. Like it kind of goes. Um, but one of one of the things that convinced me was I came across this epic arm tattoo online of this uh, gentleman who has a bunch of uh, fantasy insignias all over his arm. So he has the pipes from. Uh, uh, the King Killer Chronicles. What's the name? The Name of the Wind. So he has the pipes yes. from The Name of the Wind. He has uh, the little triangly thing from Harry Potter. Do you know what that thing's called? The Hollows. The Hollow Side. <laughs> the, yes, there you um, go. You're such not a nerd. You're well, losing your nerd cred here. <laughs> I know that that has become like the Harry Potter insignia, but I, I, I protest. Like that, that is yeah. a thing that came in the third act of the third act of the third act. Like it was such a small uh, part. Oh, and believe me. I completely but it's totally strong agree. and it's abstract and I guess uh people can fit it in the a yeah yeah but it do always but like it makes, that's why it makes it seem like that's the whole shtick and it was totally not um but anyway um yeah. so so uh, name of the wind Harry Potter and then there's the dire wolf from um Song of Ice and Fire and there's uh a tree from uh, uh Tolkien and a lamp, uh, light, light post, lamp post from Narnia. So these are some of my favorite books in the world. And then nestled in there was something that I did not recognize. And so I went into the comments of the photo. And don't you know, it's like a little snake eating itself intertwined with a wheel, which I'm told, I believe, is the it's, titular wheel of time. Yes. Yes, it is. It's the symbol because uh, basically the whole premise of the wheel of time is that time is a wheel and so uh our history is in like all sorts of forms and talking about everything is we're in either i think it's the sixth or the third age right now Mm -hmm. and this takes the books take place i think like in the fifth or i i it's been a while since i've actually been deep into the actual like I uh, have read the first couple chapters, and it seems like the, the idea is that 
these major events are all um, cyclical. And so you kind of yes. come around to the same events. So the, what, I, what I read um, was from a sort of prologue, which is sort of a crisis falling into darkness. And then you jump ahead, like you're completely out of that time. And it seems like maybe the darkness is kind of creeping. So you've learned that like sometimes the darkness wins at some point in the story, but then it kind of comes around again. And then we, yeah, pick, exactly. up the, we pick up the story somewhere in the middle. Um, yeah, and the whole the whole big bad is that the Dark One is going to break the cycle. And by breaking the Wheel of Time, he can rule it all because he's not going to lose anymore type of a thing. Gotcha. So that's kind of like the main overarching goal is to stop the big bad from stopping time from turning. Yeah, I mean, that is a... Uh... That is a long-standing image of evil, is the desire to hold time captive. Um, mm-hmm. It's sometimes represented as not wanting to die. Um, all of that sort of grasping onto time and trying to control it. So um, I'm really excited to read it just for the ups and downs and fun adventure times, um, but also to... Yeah, and there's definitely there's definitely plenty of adventure time and uh, lots of politics and you know uh robert jordan took like tolkien's idea of descriptive uh sentences and like expanded it gotcha um so if you enjoyed and could finish tolkien because i will admit that i couldn't even get through the audiobooks oh dear um then you'll have no problem with the wheel of time um I just couldn't get into the actual reading. That's all right. I Tolkien. I think so. I think don't hate I me. officially like the movies better than the books, and that is uh, like a evil rotten thing to say. I know. No, uh, it's, it's really not. But <laughs> editing and story and plot were not Tolkien's strengths. So I kind right. of take the movies as the as the central narrative, and then I take the books almost as reference material, so that I can learn more about the story. But. Whoo, man, getting through those things. Yeah, it is like yeah. walking into a wall over and over again because he does not at all do the beginning, middle, and end kind of storytelling. No, he really doesn't. Yeah, I couldn't get, ever get past Tom Bombadil. And I was <laughs> just like, early. okay, and I'm dead. <laughs> yeah, I know. I Like, I feel like I'm losing my nerd cred no, here. No, no, hey, that's, that's totally fine. It's all I, good. Oh, I was the I one mean, that said the triangle thing, so... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and, and I've read those books probably twelve times each. Yeah, right. Even even the notion of there being a first, second, and third Lord of the Rings books is a conceit of publishing. Um, for Tolkien, it was <laughs> one volume. So imagine he, right. he was just like, "What? It's four thousand pages. Keep reading." Like, I'm a professor. Right. I literally spend my whole life reading. If you can't keep reading, then don't. But like, this is right. and of course, most of it he wrote. He never thought it would have an audience. He was just kind of writing it for himself, and a lot of that comes yeah, through for sure. in the text. So. Yeah. Uh, anyway, you if you can't tell. tell, Kathy and I really have not prepared a large art topic for today because I am just <laughs> barely human again. Uh, we are going to like sort of chit chat on a little bit of follow up and then talk about the Arts Next box right here quick before the next one shows up. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's that was the one of the main impetus was like, 
holy cow, we cannot talk about two art snacks boxes together. Yeah, because be that too, is just too so wrong. Much. Um, you want to talk yes. about the feedback we got from Deborah? She was yeah. She was going to not not let us be very vague at all about the uh, north, the Southwest. She's got all the facts. Yes, which I'm so excited about. Yes. So she was the one who provided us that amazing studio. Um, and wanted to give us some more information about New Mexico in particular. Um, so she, uh, Santa Fe is located in the high desert of 7,000 feet above sea level. Um, and the average high in the summer is 80s, which is crazy to me because I immediately think of, like she said, Las Vegas and Phoenix of being 8 million degrees. Right. But it's not. So that's really uh, inspiring to me. It's probably really um, comfortable because um, it's not getting up into like 105. But I bet it's also got that like uber low humidity that makes uh, hot weather so like imminently tolerable. Yeah. Yeah. For example, like right now it's 90 here and I am dying. Yeah. You turned off like, the fan right before we started recording. <laughs> Yes, which just shows how much I love you guys because it's oh, hot. I like I'm already life. sweating, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, and then she says that the interesting plants outside the studio are chala or walking stick cactus. They're spectacular in bloom, usually in June. And she has a link to a blog post talking about them. Um, she took these photos while walking the trails in El Dorado. Um, I know that she's then, not meaning to, but I just feel like I'm being trolled by Deborah's beautiful life. I'm like, no, you know what? I know. I've, I've heard enough. Like, this is too nice. <laughs> yeah. Like, here, look at my incredible studio. And oh, by the way, look at the amazing flowers and plants that are outside. Oh, these are gorgeous. Oh, yeah. And the temperature doesn't get higher than 80 degrees. <laughs> In all seriousness, though, thank you so much for saying this. This is gorgeous. It sounds uh, yes. It sounds and like thank you for New the Mexico is a is a little utopia. So with you know we have precious little utopia in this world. So I'm glad that a little bit of it is uh, existing in New Mexico. Yeah, for sure. It and it definitely makes me uh, want to visit, which is awesome. Yes, yeah. I need more places on my list to visit. I wonder if New Mexico has <laughs> those places where they don't have taxes or public schools because everybody's retired, like they do in Arizona. No, I'm doing this again. Oh, Deborah's going to follow up and be like, was I not clear that yeah. New Mexico is not Arizona? <laughs> right? She's going to have to pull over from listening to it and have another cup of tea and send another I email. I bet everyone in New Mexico are uh, like responsible supporters of public infrastructure. I bet. I bet. Yes. Yes. Let's let's think positive. Yeah. Uh, and then let's, hey, let's talk about that Art Snacks box. Yeah, we'll put those links to Deborah's uh, gorgeous photos in the um, in the show notes. Uh, but yeah, this this was this is a really cool box. I mean, I feel stupid for saying that because I haven't used this stuff in so long because life has been insane. Um, but I still like getting it. I don't even care. It just keeps on piling up and yeah. I love it. And, and it's great because it sits on your desk and then you're like, look at how artsy I am. Yeah, and I got major cred. <laughs> uh, yes. No, I will. I mean, and it's nice to not have a feeling of scarcity about this stuff. Um, like when I uh, went to work, like my second day of work, I brought in like a handful of gel pens um, for my boss because she um, bullet journals. Um, and I thought, well, this would be cool. Like, you know, I have all these gel pens that I've bought over the years 
know over the past year and i just don't have any feeling of scarcity about it because i have like lots of cool stuff around so i just like packed up a couple of them and said hey you know you might enjoy some of these um so yeah I, I th- I'm I'm perfectly happy with it, but yeah, I I'm probably not the most way to suck up to the boss real early. It's true. Fantastic. It's true. <laughs> um, it's a thin line between so, yeah. trying to be nice and sucking up. So <laughs> I'm okay. Yeah. No, that's okay. Well, and you're you're just a nice person too. So it's not like you're gonna stop being nice uh, once you're on her good graces. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Um, yeah. So I I would say okay, the so headline box, out of the box is the uh, yeah. Liquitex um, Professional Acrylic. And this is an extension of the um, Muted Tones uh, line that they did last October. Um, we got in the October box um, some really beautiful acrylic ink. And this is acrylic paint in the same line of colors. So uh, I said it then, I'll say it now. This is my favorite color in the whole world. I'm, I'm just like a dark gothy soul when it comes to color because I just, <laughs> I want black with a hint of color and that's what these are. They're just like dark and yeah. moody and gorgeous. And they're uh, so pretty. What color did you get? I got the turquoise. Nice, I got muted really green. Happy. Yeah. Ooh. So you, you're and having then- better, better color luck? You didn't you didn't get muted brown? <laughs> no, I didn't get muted brown, which, you know, I would live with it because of course, like that's what you do, but I'm I was really excited with the colors that I got in this box. Um, because we also got art crayons. We got fancy, two of them. Fancy crayons, man. Yeah, these like are freaking amazing. So the stuff you could do with these, I've I, I played around with it a very little bit, and like the texture is just incredible, and it just like it feels so decadent. It does. It's like it's, a, just, it's like a truffle crayon. <laughs> yes. No, it's so true. And I got purple and like a really dark green. Ooh, I got and purple so and those with brown. The turquoise. Haha, <laughs> you got the brown. Hey, Just you're you're the brown one with the brown brown problems. I I I heart I brown. Know. <laughs> <laughs> and then along the with the to go with the paint, we got a, a which is can we just talk about real quick how awesome it is that they send a paintbrush anytime they send paint? Yeah, like, I know. It's like the simplest It would be thing, easy for them so well. to Yeah, it would be so easy for them to just assume, "Oh, everyone has a paintbrush." But it like this way you know you have at least one paintbrush that will work with the material that you are getting so like this is a primo white gold uh artist brush from weber um i got the half inch oval mop um which is nice and big and i think i have some canvas somewhere i think i'm gonna play around with at some point in the future um but it's also I it's just so a- in love with these acrylic uh, paint brushes. I I know that they're the, the paint brushes that Art Snacks sends are this sweet spot between being really uh, nice brushes, but not the most uh, like ludicrous, uh, luxurious ones. But they have sent those before, and the brushes that they send regularly, which are high quality acrylic brushes, are right in my sweet spot. I just yeah. I am never sad at all, and it, it's not because I'm like a happy, ha- happy, healthy vegan lady. Um, though that's awesome <laughs> if that's who you are. It's just because I like it. I like me some petroleum products in my paint brushes. Yeah, it makes it a little bit 
cooler. Yeah, it's just like, it's not- firmer. It's more responsive. It's uh, like springy. Yeah. I feel like I have a lot more control of it. I got this beautiful shape. It's a flat shader, um, a number Ooh. six. So it's like mm, almost a centimeter, and it's um, like flat at the at the bottom. Nice. Yeah, like I could. I just feel it. I I really don't like moppy paintbrushes. They make me sad. Um, I want a yeah. paintbrush that is a lot like a pen because I'm a control freak, apparently. Yes. That's okay. There's nothing wrong it's with okay. that. It's um, okay. And then the cherry on top is another brush cleaner. I think yeah. we got one. Mm-hmm. Sep- yeah, we got one earlier. This was later came with the year. watercolor box last summer, I think. Yes. Which would have been right about the time that you joined because... Yeah, we got the watercolor, and then I think we got the big tubes of acrylic paint the next month after that, and that's those were the paints right. that we and that's, swapped. Yes, that's in a right. timely manner. Yeah, so it's like been right about the day after we yeah. talked about it, we sent the the paint, right? Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> totally, <laughs> totally. <laughs> it, it didn't take. We'll three just make this up as we go along. <laughs> yes, totally. But it's always good to have a brush cleaner. Yeah. Um, and you, especially, I mean, these are so great for like taking around and like just having, and you don't have to have a tube of stuff or like make this huge mess. and Or like scary big it. bottles of mineral oil like we had in the, also um, true. yeah. And in the old I think days. we talked about this a little bit in print shops are well known for having like evil evil ink like this super astringent uh like toxic ink that you use to print and so you have to use like crazy mineral oil and like uh it it just you you feel like you're working in uh like you're a car mechanic like there's just like rags and there's a there's like a bin that's bright red that says like flammable rags like don't kill everybody we don't want to die it's like oh no and up against that having this nice little lip gloss container that's right like uh uh, to clean a little different yeah like oh that's nice um but I remember when I when I got to art school I or started taking classes at art school I thought that art was a lot more about paint um paint cleaner in lip gloss containers like I I thought it was a very nice delicate process and I showed up and it was like "Ah, ah, ah," like forklifts coming in and out of it was like oh no it was much more like being on a construction site um, which has its own its own allure I was always really surprised with the number of power tools yeah that were used and needed and not just in like like in in painting they're like all right today we're going to stretch our own canvas but first here put these two by fours together and make it the frame and you're like what uh i so so i was taking art classes and i that most of the people that were taking classes were art majors um some of whom were lovely and some of whom had like a little bit of an attitude um which is how every category of people are. Um, but I yes. was a little intimidated because I wasn't a proper art student. And there was um, one young woman who was in some of my classes who was just, she was part of the very elite uh, group of art students. She was sort of on ah. her way to her MFA. Um, her paintings were beautiful. Like her work was truly 
it was one of those like I'd rather spend time with your paintings than maybe have a long conversation right. with you and uh, yeah. she's like wasn't very nice and didn't give very constructive feedback in our in our uh, critiques and she came in one day and she was like flipping out because she had mixed two painting chemicals up in her studio and like created this noxious toxic gas by accident <gasps> and had to like oh, no. evacuate the whole floor of the art building and it was <gasps> it was like very serious but also not not like uh nobody got hurt and nobody probably would have right. gotten hurt you know but it was very important that we that they called people in and they opened all the windows and everybody had to leave. And I remember being like, I'm glad nobody got hurt. This is like the perfect level of like, you did, you messed up really bad. <laughs> nobody You're like, hurt. I'm not really a mean person, <laughs> yeah, but if somebody got hurt, I would feel bad about feeling a little good yeah. about you being in a little bit of trouble, but nobody got hurt. So I feel a little good, which is not a great yes. thing to happen, but definitely a thing that did happen. <laughs> Oh, man, that's I really. Yeah. Nope. But that's the kind of thing that I did not think would go down in art school. I thought that it would be much more about getting out your nice sketch pads and saying nice things to each other. It turns out it is like a a toxic, uh, (laughs) toxic, toxic danger environment. (laughs) Yeah, it can be extremely like it can be scary. Yeah. Like people take their and I mean, with good reason of course you know if this is what especially in a in a society where you're constantly told oh you can never be an artist artists don't really like make money they never do things blah 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 that yeah. like you get to the point where you're like i'm going to make this happen and then you have to f- feel almost like you're in competition with everybody and mm, that's a really and good point you know like when it feels like the opportunities and the support are scarce then yeah the, the, the culture can get a little uh unhealthy i think that's a really good um good yeah. point yay yeah but you know once you get out of school especially if you really are serious about um you know, community over competition, it can, you can find a great community to really um, figure out who you are and the type of people that you enjoy being around. And that can make a huge difference because you're able to like really get with the people that you want to get with. Yeah. Um, there's, a, there's a big uh, like installation on the wall of the co-working space at work. Um, it's this it's script font and it's all connected so it kind of looks like it's one big long word and it's cut out of um what looks like five or six layers of plywood so it's like plywood Uh up that's been cut out it's probably 20 feet long and it's all one word and it says uh nice to be important and then important to be nice so it's like nice to be important to be nice yeah which i think i think is a perfect thing you know because the like cards against humanity gets a lot of attention and it's uh respected by a lot of people you know um but they have a commitment to being kind and i've yet to meet any anyone or any field where what you're doing is worthwhile and 
you have to, at some point, you have to make a choice between being good at what you do and being kind. Like if you're, if right. you're, if you get to a point where somebody's making you choose, like mm, you want to like take a, take a second to think about like how healthy that environment is. Like thing, things that are worth doing yeah. don't make you choose between those two things. So I think like you said, in the parts of the world where the art culture can get a little sideways it's not inherent yeah. to the business of making even really high prestige fine art because there are very successful fine artists who are perfectly lovely and friendly yes and nice people like it's okay it's okay to be nice yep. Yep. it's not gonna hurt anything so uh, be nice to somebody today. It's true. <laughs> um, and we'll be nice to ourselves about uh, taking two weeks off and hopefully everybody else will be nice as well. Yes. <laughs> and and if you're if you're not nice, just remember, be not nice to not me. <laughs> it wasn't then, me. No, it, it, yeah, it's you. if you're going to be not nice to somebody, that would be me uh, to be receiving the not yeah. nice. And uh, <laughs> I will still be nice back. So it'll be okay. Yes. <laughs> well, and our, but our listeners are some of the best people ever. They are always so kind and giving and sharing. And uh, that's I true. I've never had like you. a single piece of feedback that I thought was anything less than uh, just friendly and upbeat. So that is. Yeah uh good it's uh it's a luxury um i agree so next week um we will be returning to having a little bit more of a substantive uh conversation we're gonna do um photography part two gonna do um sort of my um experience with photography and gonna talk a little bit about authenticity and how that's impossible and the nature of language and artifice it's gonna be good Right? Wow. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, I didn't get the memo. <laughs> I think you did, actually. I Last when we thought we were going to record, I was like, just so you know, this is what I'm, I know. This is what I'm thinking I'm going to talk about. But it's true. That has been my process with photography. I think taking photos is uh, super complicated, especially on the internet, because it's all about how you create a story about your life that by necessity doesn't have much to do at all with your actual life. Um, and yeah. so there's a really high bar there, I think, about doing that in a responsible way. And in the end, it's ended up kind of turning me off from photography because I don't feel like I can do it responsibly. So I'll uh, leave it to other people who spend more time yeah. on it and can do it a better job. So, Well, and that's so sad because nobody can do a job other than what you do like you you shouldn't you can't really okay we're gonna stop this it's now true we're getting into the actual gonna, talk yeah <laughs> <laughs> but this will be a good this will be a good, be good. Off point. yeah pause it yes. now and hopefully you're in the future where you can just jump uh, to the next episode oh don't worry i have plenty of thoughts <laughs> That'll be good. um you want to take us out yeah uh thank you so much for listening to this episode of the art supply posse i totally almost said the pen addict <laughs> we are not the pen addict we are art supply posse you can find us online at artsupplyposse.com and uh, show notes for this specific episode.com slash 43 and all of our previous uh episodes if you want um to get in touch uh with us on twitter we are at art supply posse you can also contact heather directly at perry yard and i am mrs soup 
Uh, if you want to email us, send us photos of your studio, any artwork or creations you have made, email us at hello at artsupplyposse.com. Uh, and then our intro and outro music was created by Bob Atkins of Skylab Letterpress. Good night, Posse. Good night, Posse. Edit, edit, edit this out. Edit, edit, edit this out. Do, 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 do,